Today's episode of the Wretched Hive podcast is sponsored by Timeless Pints Brewing Company. Timeless Pints is your go-to location for great beer in Southern California. They have a huge variety of amazing handcraft beers in a variety of light and dark beers, including Belgians, blonde ales, red ales. The honey blonde is super great. But the dark beers are my yeah. favorite, and the uh, oatmeal stout is my go-to beer and has been for years. But, you know, it's not just the beer. It's the service and the people that make Timeless Pints my cheers. And Timeless Pints is local to Southern California. It's right here in Lakewood, just a mile or so off the 405 freeway at the Cherry Avenue exit, right next to the Long Beach Airport. To keep up with the latest beer releases and information about food trucks and special events, go to Twitter and follow Timeless Pints at Timeless Pints or visit them on the web at TimelessPints.com. Better yet, go down to Timeless Pints, have a pint, and be sure to tell them that the Wretched Hive sent you. Welcome to the Wretched Hive podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Iceland Spaceport. What are you talking about? We'll never find more wretched high with scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. So, big news this week, guys. It turns out... Huge! <clears throat> it turns out Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker is a good movie. What? Yeah, after all. That's what they tell me. That that is breaking news. You know why? That's what they tell me. They've solved all of the problems because it turns out that Palpatine is a clone. Wow. And that solves everything. It it doesn't solve the fact that they didn't tell me that in the movie. (laughs) Well, that's very true. We had a a theme song way back in the day for Ryan Johnson wants to hold your hand. <laughs> um, do we need to update that for 2020? Yeah. I think so. JJ wants to hold our hand. <sighs> well, everything in Star Wars, I think, wants to hold our hand. Everyone in Star Wars. But uh, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to get, get to the bottom of this. Is, it making, is that making Star Wars worse or better? We need to answer that question, and we are going to answer that question. And if you are seeking an answer to that question, you have come to the right place because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, March 6th. 2020 episode 108 of the show my name is steve baldwin and everybody is on the show tonight except for one and you'll figure it out as we go let's jump right into introductions with the wookie co-pilot greg lant stevie be natural be kind be good so good to be here with you and everybody listening in and i'm glad that you guys are here with us so we can talk more Mm. about star wars the world of star wars the people of star wars and most of all the animals of Star Wars, <laughs> the critters. That's right, because we're all about this. Is a, hug a, everybody? <laughs> go out and hug a dewback today. That's what I want you to do. Go oh, hug a dewback. Oh, that would be a great shirt. Hug a dewback. That would be, yes. You've never be. lived until you've hugged a dewback. Hmm. So it's a little it. leathery. It's nice. It's like a giant lizard. You you love, love it. I like enthusiasm. I love that. That's yeah, great. Exactly. Hug a Thanks, Bob Iger. Uh, also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong. God, that's a long time. It is a long dude. Star Wars fan, Ivansky. Old isn't even the word, Steve. Let me tell you. Ancient. I I am drinking out of a glowing pineapple tonight. Mm. One, I'm drinking. That's scary. So, 
let's just get into this. That's not ice water? No. <laughs> that's, wow. a, that's actually that's actually rum. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow, it's been a while for you. It has been a long time. Thank you. Way to jump off that wagon. God damn right. He's got to finish his 12 steps and right back into the bottom. So. <laughs> Probably shouldn't joke about that on the show. It's all right. I've got some good friends that are going through that. Uh, well, congratulations on your rum, and I hope it's good. Does it, is it, it looks delicious. I'm it's gonna... it's magically delicious. Ooh. Ooh, that is good. It is. All right. Uh, only real men drink a rum drink with a straw. <laughs> In a glowing, out of a glowing pineapple cup. Look at this cup, you guys. I don't know if you can see this, but this is what he walked into my garage with. It's like a glowy ice. I was cube. gonna say it's, it's it's not the cup; it's the ice cube, though, isn't it? It is, is correct. All right, so. it's not the size of the ice cube that matters; it's how you use it. And frankly, see, see, see what I did there. Scott wouldn't just walk around irresponsibly with a glowing mug or anything like that, you know? <laughs> no, not at all, <laughs> officer. I swear to God, it's just a flashlight. Uh, not yet on the show tonight is the captain of the. He's uh, uh, traveling abroad, and we're hoping he'll join the show eventually, but no guarantees. Where Where is he, actually? Uh, he's in, uh, in Auckland, New Zealand. Somewhere in New Zealand, actually. So on the other side of the fucking planet right now, he's actually, it's it's tomorrow there. And he's at the airport. It's the end of his honeymoon trip. Um, they've had a great time. If you are friends with any of us, you've probably seen some a lot of her face photos on mm. on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and it looks like they've been having a great time. They're wrapping up their trip. They're at the airport. So provided Nico does not get arrested, he'll be calling you. <laughs> there's there's a fifty fifty chance of that, right? I, I'm um, just sixty forty probably. Sixty forty. <laughs> okay. So. Not to divert too too uh, too far from the introductions here, but did you got to see the pictures if you haven't seen them? They're basically at like the Shire. Oh, yes. It's it's that was that was day like four or five. Yeah, that was early. That was early, early in the trip. Wow, super cool. Awesome. And finally, would that would that show would that have been rated PG? We have. Were there any warnings, Dave? Was there any warning that he, what he's going to see, might cause him to get sexually excited? (laughs) Of course, under. No circumstances. Could I go into a courtroom and say, viewing what you put on that screen put me in danger of hellfire? Should you (laughs) ever? Because pornography, the right to porn overrides your right to watch it. And I mean. You just brought it into my living room. Ever. You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me there were going to be crotch shots. <laughs> Call him. Can't just do that. That's what she said. <laughs> Harry. They, wa- they won't even let you talk about homos on Facebook. <laughs> oh, God. Potter. So I think we ought to go sit down in the courtroom and present this as evidence. And how whoever is keeping me from getting into the kingdom of heaven. Welcome to the show, Dave. I don't know what that is, and I don't want to know what that is. Oh, I want to know. That's awesome. That was that was probably a voter in the California <laughs> primary, and I'll let you pick the political party that he was a voter in. Oh, my, God. Oh my I think, goodness. I, I, I think this one's going to be a permanent addition, though. It's going to be this. You can't just do that. Yeah. That's, will you send me that clip, please? That's, that's, I think that's we're going to hear a lot of that. That's strong. 
Oh, my God. Well, hey, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to you, wherever, whenever, and however you are listening. I am back. I'm sorry I had to miss the uh, last episode of this, but I was down with a horrible, horrible case of laryngitis. Sounded a lot like Batman. If it wasn't painful, I would have come on to do a promo for the show. Christian Bale or um, or um, Adam West? Uh, more than the Christian Bale or the gentleman who did it for the animated series. I'm blanking on his Kevin name. Conroy? Kevin Conway. Conway, yeah, it was actually yeah. a little, uh, a lot like Kevin Conway. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Con- Mar- marbles in the mouth, right? Yes. yes. And Chris- Christine delighted in having me try to in, <laughs> in that voice. <laughs> That's crazy. I would love it if, if we could have heard the Adam West Batman call in, though. That would have been fantastic. She, uh... she took it to a very, uh, a very dark place. And speaking of a dark place, I learned something yesterday, courtesy of our fearless quarterback here, Stevie B. Mm-hmm. Bring it. What did I teach you? Yeah. You you taught me train speak yesterday because you were you were in a dilemma because yes, your true. trains were delayed for four or five hours because it was reported to you that there was a strike on the tracks. And, <laughs> That's right. And you and I both thought, what complete horrible people. Why do protesters always do this? Why do protesters – because protesters block traffic a lot in LA and it's a great annoyance because it's not like traffic needs any more additional impediments in the Los Angeles area. And I, I was just very furious that that was happening, that people were out protesting, you know, furs or whatever the hell it is they were doing and they were blocking the tracks for the train. And I go on a rampage about that. And about five minutes later, Steve texts me and I can, I can tell he's subdued texting me, even though it's just text. But he says, so I, uh, I talked to the conductor and I, actually learned something about train speak when they say there's a strike on the tracks they they're not talking about protesters they mean that a train actually struck and killed somebody oh that's a strike tracks which which accident investigation right which happens more often than is reported yeah it's uh, unfortunately it's um it's either normally and this is according to the conductor it's usually an unfortunate accident with a, a pedestrian trying to race, uh, you know, against the tracks, or it's someone like taking their own life. And yeah, I was gonna say either sad. it's either homeless person or suicide. It's either yeah. got to be A or B, right. you know, right. most of the time. Yeah. But when I saw strike on the tracks, and I'm I'm messaging Dave and Lisa, and I were all texting about the the uh, Democratic primary. Um, I'm like, oh, there's a strike on the tracks. I can't believe this. Someone's what, protesting the, you know, I'm thinking protesting the, uh, the elections <laughs> or something. And it turns out that someone actually got hit by a train. So oh. I don't have too much to complain about. Wait, wait, was it yeah. your train? So Steve, so Steve, Steve texts yeah. me that and I'm like, well, don't Ooh, I feel wonderful. like a fucking asshole now? Yeah. Just really. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. man. And we don't have to share the, uh, the, the, you know, the jokes that ensued from from that uh, no i took it I, I took it to a really dark place it, really got, dark. Dark. it got dark fast that, that that will be an off-air conversation yeah yeah that's po- post-show Dave taking Christine... things to a dark place with how i don't think i could be more shocked no Christine actually told me i i went over the line when i relayed that conversation oh you relayed the whole oh, thing to her oh, oh. Yeah, she was like, that is way over the line, Dave. That is not cool. <laughs> yeah, Dave went to a place, and I was like, whoa, you went there? Wow. <laughs> Our text message, I was like, damn. All right. Okay. You I had a bad I can't day wait for this conversation. <laughs> oh my God. That's okay. right. Lisa was laughing. She admitted it. We were all <laughs> laughing. It was a good time. Um, <laughs> talking about a guy hitting hit my guy train. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, uh, if you've ever... Had a train delay 
Yes. Say that. Oh. <laughs> we were all <laughs> sweating <laughs> right there. I was. I was sweating. Uh, give me a call and let me know how to handle it, because I certainly didn't handle it very well yesterday. On the Wretched Hive hotline, and that's at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell Hive. You're goddamn right. And you can also find us online at <laughs> Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wretched Hive pod on Instagram, Wretched Hive 77. You can find the show at Google Podcasts, Stitcher, pretty much every podcatcher out there, Podchaser, Listen to TuneIn Radio. Just search for Wretched Hive. You'll find us. And, of course, most of our listeners are already listening via Apple Podcasts. So just a quick plug before we get into the news, guys. I uh, want to talk about the uh, the other show that's being produced out of this year's studio. That's the Either Or Podcast, our first episode, Dogs versus Cats, dropped on uh, February 28th. It's doing well. We uh, have... Nice. I believe we have 28 downloads. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But you got to start somewhere. We do. Uh, 28 yeah. downloads for that initial episode. And uh, that episode features the one and only Dave Potter as, uh, as our guest defending cats against Chris, who defended dogs. And you can go and, v- and he vote. he didn't do it well, let's be honest. You can Dave vote. Dave Potter defending cats. What a shock. <laughs> the fun part of the show is, though, you can download the episode, and in the show notes on your podcast player is a link, and you can click that link to go to a, a form that allows you to vote for dogs versus cats. Great. And right now, sorry, Dave, but dogs is kicking cats' butts. I think it's uh, 21 to 6 or something like that. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's the one that asshole who didn't vote. Yeah, that suggested just one person who didn't vote. <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck? I know. Who's, who's that asshole? Come on. Uh, Come on, asshole, well, whoever you are. It's probably Nico because he's not here to defend himself. So I'm going to say go yeah, and say it's Nico. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee right. it's Nico. Nico's the a-hole. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so go ahead, listen, to, uh, check out, ch- listen, ch- mm. So go ahead and check out the Either Or podcast. Also Listen streaming. to and check out is what he's trying to say. <laughs> there Steve, you go. Steve gets so excited about this passion project, he has difficulty <laughs> speaking because he's so enthusiastic and overcome by emotion. It's, it's a little bit true. Um, you, can, you can find it on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And uh, we would appreciate a follow and a like and maybe even a rating and tell a couple of friends about it. That would be really nice. So go check that out. All right, guys, uh, let's jump right into the news. There's a lot to talk about tonight. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. All the issues we've had with Star Wars movies of late have been resolved. Wow. That's Thank bold. God. That's, That's bold. Right. Wow. All you need right. to do, Kathleen Scott. Kennedy is firing all the fans and replacing them with new fans. <laughs> That's right. All you need to do, Scott, is go and buy the book. Oh. That's right. Shocker. The Rise of Skywalker, and oh. everything's fixed. Well, thank God that happened. Maybe I can buy a 12-issue limited series comic book and a couple multimedia projects as well. Uh, this being reported widely, but I'm reading from uh, comicbook.com. Star Wars J.J. Abrams reportedly wanted to debut Palpatine 
in the force awakens with the cloning backstory so this is actually this news was actually broken by um uh i think it's star wars rumors hmm. on uh youtube guys 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 i gotta break into this ryan johnson is letting go of my hand <laughs> and transferring it over to J.J. Abrams. I don't have the hold hold my hand music, or I want to hold your hand music. Darn it. Uh, what band man. was that? Some little band. Mm, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Hold your hand. I want to hold your Something hand. Something about holding hands. Yeah. I, think, I think it was some Indian, Indian guy. <laughs> was it? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Some Indian guy. He wrote a lot of popular songs. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday. I think yeah. he wrote, oh, he wrote them yesterday. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes. Anywho. Um, That's right. <laughs> So uh, it turns out that you need to buy the book and read the book. Of course That's I the do. novelization of The Rise of Skywalker to get the full story. Uh, and there is detail in the book that fills in a lot of gaps that were left uh, by the storytelling that is on film in The Rise of Skywalker. And one of those details, guys, is that Palpatine... In the Rise of Skywalker is actually a clone. Oh, now it all makes sense. Oh, uh, yeah. so that Man. that five and a half seconds of him walking by a Snoke clone in a glass chamber should have cleared it up for all of us. But right. we're too stupid to understand that in their storytelling. Is that what's happening here? Apparently. Oh, damn it. So I ha so I've got. Uh, the there is a piece of the article and it it, it uh, I mean sorry there's a part of the book that's quoted in the article so I'm going to read this to you so quote all the vials were empty of liquid save one which was nearly depleted ew Kylo peered closer <laughs> he'd seen this apparatus before too when he'd studied the Clone Wars <laughs> as a boy all over his face neck and chest <laughs> the liquid <laughs> <laughs> Is this Richard Hive after liquid, dark? The liquid flowing into the living flesh nightmare before him was fighting Jesus, a losing dude. battle <laughs> to sustain the Emperor's putrid flesh. It's hot. This is oh, <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker novelization officially hits the shelves on March 17th. Which wait a minute, wait a minute, hang on. There was there was one thing that he heard right before that. It was do it, 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 do it. There are times that I try to bring a little journalistic, you know, approach to. I'm reporting the news integrity, and then you realize what a horrible fucking mistake you made. <laughs> <laughs> my god uh, so and it turns out this story this story chron is chronicling um, JJ's desire early on to bring Palpatine into the story in The Force Awakens um, and that was I guess shelved and held off I always I, I felt it was weird that all of a sudden that we get this promotional uh, piece for The Rise of Skywalker and it's you know, it's Palpatine. All of a sudden, they're bringing Palpatine back, and there's yeah. no clue about Palpatine in the first two of the the sequel movies. And it just, Scott, it just, it just felt weird. And is this, is this, what is this? Is this Disney retconning? What, what the hell is this? This is this to me. As much as we enjoyed the fact that, like, okay, when was the first big announcement? It was the, um, what was it? Celebration, right? When they brought um, Ian McDermott out. 
So there's there was a massive push to get Ian out there, uh, mm. and we all kind of fell into it, and we loved it. But if this is really the case, it just feels too forced. It, mm-hmm. it, to me, if if JJ really wanted the Emperor in Force Awakens, mm. or even hints of it, it would have been fantastic. You throw in something so small, but a little bit of like, oh, there might be a possibility there. That intrigues us. You go two movies, and one of those movies, which we won't get into, but had to be you know handheld through all of it because it was special. But you get through all that, and then suddenly it's all about Palpatine. And the first line, <laughs> seriously, the first line of the, of the crawl is the dead speak. Why? Mm-hmm. If, if his whole master plan over, what, six films was the secret ultimate plan that was going to turn the galaxy, why make a big radio announcement? It drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. Seriously. There were so many fun things about the movie, but in, in the long run, it should have been a three-hour film, explained a little bit more, and I don't know. I think the Palpatine thing was a big mistake, especially after reading the other version that we saw, the the script that came out there. Right. And, uh, yeah, and that other that other version, the, the Colin Trevorrow penned yes. script, uh, is worth taking a look at. And I think we're going to spend some time uh, reviewing that in detail in our next episode. I can't We have wait. a special guest coming who's a friend of Dave's who wants to talk this over with us. Great. And um, we're going to we're going to be talking about that next episode. I want to throw this out to you guys. You know, we've talked a lot about our sort of frustration that you it's not seeing the movies isn't enough to get the whole story. Nowadays, you've got to, you know, you've got to read books, you've got to read comics, you've got to take in all this additional content. Um, Yep. You have to watch copious amounts of porn. <laughs> so much, so much. That's just to get through the weekend. Um, so, but you know, there's an article in Forbes that's really that that's really interesting and that argues that, you know, this having all this new information actually makes bad movies worse. And and I just I I want to get your take on this. Um, we'll we'll start with you, Dave. What what do you what do you think? giving us this extra information that we get from these books and having it roll out the way that Disney's having it roll out in these, these sort of leaked press sort of quasi press releases. Does this help you enjoy uh, star Wars more, or does this actually take away from your fandom? Well, it just to talk about the rise of Skywalker situation, just as an aside in isolation real quick, mm-hmm. the, the idea that these novelizations of a movie script, uh, that that's something new here, that it's containing things that weren't in the film, that happens all the flipping time. It happens far more often than not. And a lot of times it's because they're working off of an earlier script that may have you know, things in it that get cut out later for time or production difficulties, or the person who's doing the adaptation they just look at it and say hey this doesn't quite make sense or i have more space and i'm going to expand it out here and fill it in so that's not i'm not looking at that as like oh it's it's some grand plot on the part of disney to get us to buy things to learn information that's not in the film it's just how it all unfolded all that said i have talked about this before the way they did it particularly with the rise of skywalker it's just a bridge too far Mm. There's 
all kinds of ways, and some of this is is Monday morning quarterbacking, where they could have set this up in a more constructive way. I mean, if they had just introduced the idea that cloning technology was still around and in use in Episode 7, The Force Awakens, it wouldn't have felt like such a where the hell did that come from that Palpatine's back and how did he come back always a clone. That's like three things that you have to introduce in The Rise of Skywalker and have it make sense and not feel shoehorned in. If cloning technology is introduced in episode seven and then there's another couple of little seeds planted in eight and then suddenly here's the big reveal and payoff in nine, you're like, oh, I get it. We were building towards that hmm. instead of it just dropping in. Yeah, I I agree with Dave on that. Um, the shoehorned in part, is, so there is a mention of clones in uh, Force Awakens. They talk about the the concept of the stormtroopers. Uh, are we going to have to go back to instead of stealing babies and and brainwashing them and getting them this this new legion of storm stormtroopers? Are we going to go back to the cloning techniques? But are we supposed to reach that far and make the connection between that and the fact that Palpatine is a clone? There's a better way of presenting it, and they didn't do it, or they let that storyline drop, or they changed the script enough that. None of us saw that coming. And and it's not that I need to see the Rise of Skywalker with those answers coming, but at least build mm-hmm. enough that we can like make that connection and not this like desperately choose this one moment of dialogue between Kylo Ren and and General Hicks or well Hux, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um that little moment, it's like, wow, that was seriously less than a minute worth of screen time. And it's and that's the connection that I'm supposed to get? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. That's that's poor story development right there for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it bugs me. And speaking of speaking of poor story development, Nico, hey, hey. I think has joined us. He's trying to Hi. anyway. He keeps coming in and out. <clears throat> well, no, I've actually been <laughs> muted for a quick minute. I was here for a while. Hi, Nico. Hi, guys. Nico Rodriguez, the captain of the Millennium Falcon. Top of the morning to you. Did you kiss the Blarney Stone while you were up over there? I'm what? I think that's the wrong hemisphere. I think that's there. the other what side. That's the opposite side of where he is. <laughs> How was Stonehenge? I hear Stone. I hear Stonehenge is fantastic this time of year. I heard you're pretty stoned right now, so yeah. you tell me. Chernobyl? Are you at Chernobyl? Is that what's Did you on? put a shrimp on the Barbie for us? <laughs> Wrong country. Damn at it. least that's the right hemisphere. That's right not region. a knife. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so dumb. Hey, man. You're, uh, <laughs> welcome. Welcome. For you, Scott. Welcome oh, to. Thank you, Scott. Oh, my God. Wow. Woo. Wow. Oh, for one second, I felt good. Good day, Scott. That's Fuck you. you. Um, uh, welcome in, man. And your the pictures of your trip look fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a trip. It's been a trip and a half, and I'm actually really sad to be coming home. Yeah. Yeah. I can't blame you. I can't blame you for that. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's continue on this track. I, Greg, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this off to you. And we've, we, we, we've joked quite a bit about, uh, um, you know, Ryan Johnson's wanting to hold our hand after um, The Last Jedi. Um, is this the same thing that's going on here or what's what's happening here, Greg? 
Help me understand. You know, I, I, I think I agree with what a lot of what Dave said. It's 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 shoehorning in these story beats for for little or no for little or no reason at this point right now. I mean, we're two thirds of the way through the story and then they start throwing all this other stuff at us and with no real clue that it was coming in. So it's it. You know, I think that's kind of, kind of why this movie just kind of fell flat for me. I mean, I, I had so many high hopes for this movie. And then, like I say, it's not a it's not a bad movie. I don't hate the movie, but, you know, I just didn't enjoy it like I enjoyed the other movies. I I, I was happy to see the the saga end and and uh, I think I'm ready for it to go away for a little while. I'm kind of glad there's not another property coming out immediately, you know, aside from uh, The Mandalorian season two, which I am very much looking forward to because they they made me excited for the whole saga again. I mean, the whole the whole universe again, I guess, is what I'm well, trying to say. Well, th- this just in some breaking news that I just saw in my Apple News feed. Kathleen Kennedy has fired Baby Yoda. Oh, oh, bitch. I knew it. Mm. I knew it. Damn it. They're, they're replacing him with, uh, or it, I should say. We don't know if it's they, them. With Joe Biden. With uh, baby salacious crumb. That's the latest. Um, Okay, so I have a conspiracy theory that I want to put out there on this. Um, I feel... Okay. Do we we have a sound cue for a tinfoil hat if we're going to do conspiracy theories? We we need some folding foil sounds. We need some... some, Uh, All right, so I think that Disney might be trying to make more money what? Yes, it's true. Stop it. And I feel oh, you're like you're really reaching there. They're probably they might be thinking to themselves, "Okay, we're not going to have another 2 billion dollar Star Wars movie." Right? Fair. Like like we had with The Force, Force Awakens, Awakens, right? Yeah. We we had a a, a four, what 14 or 16 year gap. Fan craziness was at an all-time high. That's not going to happen again with this with this franchise. And it was and it was a good movie. Yeah, and it was an actually an entertaining movie, yeah. right? And so, um, but let's let's make decent movies. Leave a bunch of details out. We're still going to get the fans in the theaters. Uh, whether or not we try and make a great movie or a decent movie, we're going to get about the same number of fans in the theaters. But if we make a an okay movie and then write a book after to fill in the gaps, fans are going to then buy the book. Are they intentionally... Scott, leaving details out of the movie that they know they're going to backfill with additional content that they can sell. Yeah, I, I notice you're going to me on this one because yeah. you know the road I'm going to go down on this. But I, I, I was going to, I was going to play devil's advocate with this. But honest to God, it's Disney and it's a machine, and and that's sad to say. As much as we love Disney and Disneyland and all the properties that come with it, they are there to make money. They're a corporation that is like. They own the planet. I mean, they are beyond Apple. Seriously, they are. They are insanely like the overlords now. But of course, they're going to make money doing this stuff. You know, the sad thing is, is when we got these movies back in seventy-seven, eighty, and eighty-three, we got a lot of property to come out after that. Even during the time frame of those, what six years or so? Uh, what is that? Yeah, mm-hmm. six, six to nine years. Mm-hmm. We did get some novelizations. We got a lot of proper, uh, um, toys and marketing and all that stuff. Afterwards, when the real heavy, like after Return of the Jedi onslaught happened, mm-hmm. 
the like the rebirth of Star Wars when we got Heir to the Empire and Dark uh, Dark Empire, the first comic book really intense series that came out. Mm. Where Palpatine was cloned. Where Palpatine was cloned, and they did it great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Had a great storyline that dealt with Leia and Luke and everything. I mean, seriously. I didn't feel like I was being forced to go do it. I was actually curious to see where other people and talented, creative people wanted to take this franchise and have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And you know what's missing is the creative fun part of it. I feel like it's just part of the machine that wants to make another $2 billion. That's sad. That's so not I, that's, two, two fun facts about Dark Empire real quick. Yeah. One, it was originally scheduled to be published by Marvel Comics. Marvel lost the license for Star Wars after Dark Empire was pretty much in the can, and Dark Horse put it out. You can find house ads that Marvel ran for the first issue of Dark Empire because they didn't know they were losing the license. And the second one is that Timothy Zahn, who wrote Heir to the Empire and is credited with bringing Star Wars kind of back into pop culture consciousness, he fucking hated Dark Empire. Yeah, that... he, he actually had Mara Jade like make references to the Dark Empire storyline. Like, well, I don't think that happened. Well, that doesn't sound like the Emperor. He's not my king. I didn't vote for him. Wow. Hmm. I I knew that there was tension between who kind of brought it back and what storyline to kind of follow, but I kind of felt that they meshed together fairly well. I didn't realize that Zahn didn't like Dark Empire. And I thought it was actually a pretty good storyline. In fact, I think I ended up reading... Dark Empire 2. Uh, was that the series, Dave, if you've read this? The one where there's the, the sequence where they're writing actual Rancors? There's like... It, uh, it, it, it has been so long okay. since I read any of those. Okay. I, I couldn't tell you. But isn't the Emperor brought back cloned in basically every one of them? Yes. Uh, there, is okay. a, there is a cloning facility, and there are multiple clones, and that's what keeps him alive. So this is where I think the concept they brought—obviously, they pulled it from this this mm-hmm. sequence. And I think it went to one more series called uh, uh, Empire's End or something to that effect, mm-hmm. uh, which was the third part of that series. Um, and then it ended up, I think, in the comic book world, uh, Mara Jade had a spinoff series called The Emperor's Hand, which mm-hmm. was also a, a six-issue li- uh, limited series, which was another wonderful storyline. Again, never forced or felt forced to read these, but you felt compelled to find out where these characters would go. I even read some of the not-so-great books, and we've talked about The Courtship of Princess Leia, but mm-hmm. we, I think Dave and Greg and a bunch of us have all read these novels, or a bunch of them, comic books. We went into the multimedia stuff that they started to do, the video games. Never at one point did I feel like I was like being forced to you know, get into these so I knew more about the movies that we love. Right. You weren't reading to fill in gaps no. that existed in the films. You were reading to expand what was already in the films. Right. So the the biggest piece of evidence I will, and I'll leave you with this and then we'll move on, but there are several instances in The Rise of Skywalker where you've got like this little hint at something, but you don't get resolution. Yeah. Right. Um, you've got Finn telling everyone and telling Ray, Oh, I've got something to tell you. Yeah. That, that right. That whole line of, of, and it comes up several times in the movie. Um, and, but the biggest one, the, the most egregious one is at the very end to, for me is at the very end when Lando and 
the character's name is Jana. Yeah. They're talking at the end after the sort of the, the crisis has been resolved. Yeah. And he says, where are you from? And she says, I don't know. And she and he says, well, let's find out. Yeah. So and then it's just left open. There's no resolution to that. It's just like, OK, let's find out. So there is a the rise of Skywalker in the book. That is explained further. So if you want to know more about that interaction, you go to the book. The, the and Lando and Jana. The Lando and, and Jana interaction. Great. Wonderful. So I'm just it just makes me think, are they doing are they leaving these loose ends out there on purpose so they yeah. can fill in the blanks later? It feels like it. It, it really certainly does. feels like it to yeah. me. See the 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 Lando and Jana one I I kind of get because that's you know, they're second bit players in the story and, and you know, that can be set for further down the road. What I don't think I agree with or and I didn't get is the the Finn one. I mean that's that's a that's a story beat that should have been paid off. If you're gonna drop some yeah. major hint like that, why just leave it stone cold? I don't you know, this is supposed to be their story. This is where you pay that off. It's not in a future story of Finn or whatever it is. It's I, I felt that was not doing those characters very well. No, it, it 100% correct. I mean, it's one thing to have a throwaway line or reference somewhere that that doesn't really have a lot of consequence to the story, mm -hmm. but that was brought up a couple of times. So it it did feel very empty and unfulfilled to not actually have the resolution to it. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's different from if he had, if he and Poe had just made some reference to something. Oh, it was like that time on you know Gallius Four. Oh yeah, and it's like it's right. just a throwaway line. And it's there, and it's not really consequential to what happens. And then ten years later, somebody writes a six-issue comic book limited series about that adventure. It's yeah. not central to the story. Right. Well, Kenobi's throwaway line about your father fighting in the Clone Wars has spawned an entire yeah, I know. You know, movie uh, prequels and television show and everything. And so, you Star Wars is does that all the time with these throwaway well, lines. That yeah, all, but, all, all, all the the genre of this stuff now does it with those kind of throwaway lines. Some of them are. You know, they serve a purpose in the film and that's it. And then people say, oh, and then people realize, wait, there's there's something you can do with it story wise. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right, right Dave. And, and to see a throwaway line that served the purpose in the original film, like Obi-Wan's line versus Finn, I mean, running around two, maybe three times saying that stupid line. And at one point, I'm like, what? Was something cut out? Like, at, there was one point where I'm like, why? Did I miss something? Yeah. Yeah. D why that? You should not have to ask that question in a film like that. You should not you, do that. In any you film. You know, I, I think that I think that's kind of what it is for me, too, Scott. It's, it, it felt like something else should have been there and was cut out. Yeah, it know? really did. It's, 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 it's not like it wasn't built up like a mystery. It's built up like, did I miss something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what? God damn it. I watched Memento recently. And if that movie made more yes, sense. you missed something. Yeah. But it, it ties itself together. That in is an awesome movie, it by the way. It really is. And I actually yeah. have the edition where you can watch it in order of the events. Oh. And it's both versions are wonderful. And I'm like, that is a challenging movie to make. So oh, why is Rise of Skywalker presenting these type of Like, why are we having this discussion see, about this movie? See, we shouldn't. And that's that's actually what I always wish they did with Lost was I wish there was some way they could do a cut where you could just watch Lost in sequential order of events as opposed to episodic order. Of oh, events. my God. Hmm. That that sounds extremely challenging. 
Guys, let's move on from this. I we're gonna take a little sad turn here, guys. Oh no. Uh -oh. A, real, a good friend of the show. We're losing a very good friend of the show. What? Bob Iger. Oh no. That's right. Bob Iger. The one and only Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Is leaving the Walt Disney Company. He has stepped down as CEO of the Walt Disney Company, effective immediately. Okay. Okay. Let's let's close our tear ducts. <laughs> let's calm ourselves down just a little bit. We know he's not leaving, leaving, right? Well, let's talk about that. I, he's on his way out. Certainly, his contract is ending at the end of this year. But let me read the story here. Yeah. CNN Business next year. Next year, so twenty twenty one. CNN Business reporting, and check out this first line of this. The man who may be the second most important person in the his history of Disney, behind only Walt himself, wow, is stepping down. Roy, Bob wherever Iger, you are, I'm really sorry that line <laughs> yeah. came out. Bob Iger has stepped down as CEO of the Walt Disney Company, effective immediately. Bob Chapek, or Chapek, is the new CEO. The board Not Chapekwitik. <laughs> the, not, the board not, of directors not Joe Kopechny either. announced on Tuesday he most recently <laughs> served as chairman of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. So I, clearly the, the, all the, the, the stuff that uh, Disney was dissatisfied with Galaxy's Edge's launch clearly overstated. Right. <laughs> uh, quote, with the successful launch of Disney's direct-to-consumer business and the integration of 20th Century Fox well underway, I believe this is the ultimate time to transition to a new CEO, Iger said in a statement. Bob Iger. Oh, now, all right, guys. So quick impromptu choices. You can throw the theme in there if you want to, but I'm going to throw it out there. Yes. So... Oh, here we go. Star Wars all Choices. Right. It's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. It's true. Okay, would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch? I just assume he's a Wookiee. Why do I have to choose? Star Wars Choices! Coming to you live! The Russian High Brought Podcast. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, throw it out there. What do you got for us? So, with the retiring of Bob Iger, now we can put kind of put a uh, a cap on his career with mm. the uh, House of the Mouse there. So, Bob Iger, if we're going to pick bigger impact on the Disney Corporation, do we pick outside of Walt Disney himself? I'm going to put that one caveat right there. Outside of Walt, Walt Disney himself, do we pick Bob Iger? Mm. Or we, do we pick the man he replaced, Michael Eisner? Oh, this is oh man. Yeah. Now, if you've watched the Disney Imagineering series on Disney Plus, you see what an impact Eisner had on the company. I know he and, really no, did. Disney was Disney was you know five steps from from going away. Yeah, when Eisner yeah. took over. Yeah, and for all the three things that were true and correct about when he got pushed out by, uh, by Roy Disney, I think led the, the shareholder revolt against Mike. Yeah. It, the company wouldn't be what it was without Eisner. Correct. Yeah. Right. Huge, huge impact. Um, but yeah, for me, since I started this, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out the first, I'm going to throw out the first, uh, 
state or opinion there because yep. this is all of our opinion. There's five of us. We're all going to get a vote. My vote in this case is actually going to go with Iger and kind of for the reasons that Dave hinted at, whereas the contributions of Eisner are huge and cannot be denied and are very, you know, it, it's, it is still alive today specifically because of the actions that Michael, Michael Eisner took. You know, Iger's career from top to bottom was nothing but gold. I mean, the guy yep. had success after success after success after success and retired, much like George Costanza, left the room on a high note. So I got to give it to Iger for, for that and that reason alone. All right, Scott? Yeah, I I have to say the same thing. Uh, pretty much I'm going to follow in Greg's footsteps. Um, as much as Iger drives me crazy on some of the little nuances of, of certain things, and I know Eisner did what he did, Eisner also was just, oh, my God, there was something about him and his personality and the other things where he was uh, – he did things that just baffled my mind. He was the one that the reason Pixar pretty much left Disney and and had nothing to say about it. He, in fact, didn't like Pixar and the way that it was being run. Who was the one that saved Pixar? That was Bob Iger. Bob Iger came into the fold. We got Pixar back after yep. Pixar decided to bolt. And Eisner's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Go. I'm like, whoa, they are hitting 100%. You don't let a company like that go. So as much as I have some certain issues with Iger, Iger was 100. Like he did everything. Everything he did had the Midas touch. Okay. So Let's go Nico. Nico, chime in here. Eisner, Eisner or Iger? I'm going to say that uh, Bob Iger would not have any of the opportunities to do anything that he did if it wasn't for Eisner and what he did for the Disney Corporation. So yep. I'm going to say Eisner laid the groundwork and opened up all the doors and allowed the opportunities that Bob Iger took in his actions in the first place. So if it wasn't for Eisner, Bob Iger couldn't have done what he did. Yep. Fair uh, enough. I, Solid take. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and vote. The, the baby in the background agrees with you. And I'm going to agree with Nico on this. I think that I, with all due respect to Mr. Iger, uh, I think that uh, Disneyland might be a really nice Knott's Berry farm. Unless Eisner, <laughs> without, without Michael Eisner's influence there. Uh, Dave, you're the deciding vote. Iger or Eisner? So I got to preface this by saying I feel like I'm being asked the question, who is the better NFL running back, Gale Sayers or Barry Sanders? Yeah. Barry Sanders. Not, oh, not Bernie. Bernie is the best. Barry, Bernie all the way. Barry Sanders. <laughs> Nobody said choices were easy, Dave. No, but I, I – and I, and I could answer that question of who was the better running back between the two. But it is – you always have a discussion when something like that comes up in sports because – they're athletes from different eras. And to a certain extent, it's always difficult to really compare and contrast athletes from different eras, mm -hmm. regardless of how good or great they are. So that said, that's what I'm about to do. And I am going to cast a tie-breaking vote for Iger in this case, simply because I think top to bottom, Iger's regime was completely successful. He's at a point where he is leaving entirely on his own terms as opposed to what happened with Eisner where he overstayed his welcome and got booted out. True. 
Yeah, that okay. is true. True you know, that. I, I have to throw something in off Steve's thing. I know it's our opinions and all that stuff, but I want to I want to argue something on that uh, like agenda. Do we need to close out choices before we go there. No, because I think it's choices? part of it because okay. of the Eisner regime. You say, uh, and Nico mentioned something about the laying the groundwork and all that stuff, and and that's great. But a lot of those changes have been. Like uh, there are a lot of Disney files out there that actually have disagreed with the Eisner changes, even if he saved the company and saved Disney as an entity. There were a lot of things like the original park that had Eisner influences. And and this sounds really petty, but seriously, look at what happened to Tomorrowland. And I think I've had a discussion with a a couple close friends that are part of the Disney family. we used to walk into Disneyland and you felt that feeling of Tomorrowland, you know, and you, you got the feeling of this is something different, something crazy, something fun and, mm-hmm. and experimental. But they changed it into this kind of weird thing during the Eisner years where they had they, they called them the, uh, the the giant French fries, those big, huge, like, I don't know, rocks or structures. Mm-hmm. And nobody understood what the hell was going on. I think that's where the chaos you mentioned, Knott's Berry Farm. I think it did become that. It's still that. There's. I don't want to be the nostalgic. I only like the vintage Disney, but they didn't evolve or progress the way that I think Disney and the different lands work together. That can even be said with how Galaxy's Edge is run today, and that still is influenced by Eisner. Even if it's under Iger, that influence is there, and that's the negative part of Eisner that I didn't like. Okay, that's fair. I, I hear you. All right. All right. Well done. All right, but Iger wins... Uh, this has been Star Wars Bigger. Choices. Just, yeah. just barely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, the turnover from Bob Iger to uh, to Bob Chapik. We need to figure out how to pronounce this man's name because we're yeah. going to say it a lot. Chapik, Chapik. Hey, if we if we could figure out how to pronounce Buddha Judge, we can figure this guy out. <laughs> uh, you know. Can the, we just call him Chappy? And let's just break the fourth wall, Chappy. Chappy. We're going to break the fourth Chappy. wall a little bit here. This this sound clip Bob Iger. really has been part yeah. of the show Oh yeah, for three years now, at yeah. least since I've had it in the old soundboard here. And, uh, you know, it's going to go away because we're not going to say Bob Iger's Bob name Iger. very often. No, so we got to... So I, in preparation for this, I had to find a Bob Chappick, Chapik clip because we can't we can't transition from bob Iger to bob chapik and not have a sound for bob do, do we actually know how to pronounce his name i'm just gonna go with chapik for now <laughs> okay uh so uh, i scoured critics all right too i scoured yeah. the internet <laughs> i i took hours on sunday morning from like 5 a.m to almost noon and I found the perfect sound clip. So this is Bob Iger. Bob Iger. We're all yeah. very familiar with that one. This is Bob Chapek. Bob. There you go. <laughs> Bob. Did you make a presidential decision so, in those, what, five hours like Trump on the toilet tweeting? Did no, you? Is best, that the time when you did this? The best part about this is when you loop it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I was expecting someone to chime in. So what I want to do is now I need your help with this, Greg. We're going to loop Bob. I'm going to loop do it. 
and you're going to loop do it all at the same time. All right. All right. Let me know. Yeah. Okay, one, two, three, go. Oh my god. Please somebody add Bob Aran in there. That would be great. is there a podcast hall of fame yet? Can we just submit this right now? Solid gold. Solid gold. How are we not winning awards with this show? Like Seriously. If we, if we don't get accepted onto the podcast stage <laughs> at celebration for that moment. It will right be a there, wise choice. We, we will need to revolt. There's there's has to be a revolution. I'm just gonna send this in as our promotional clip. That's, that's all I'm gonna send in. I picked a great all night right. to start drinking again. That's all uh, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Happening. Enough of that hijinks. Well, Mr. Iger, we bow to thee. You are amazing and we will miss you. But you're still with us for a little while, so you're not going too far. You're worth billions more than us. That, Thank you. A little bit more. A little I mean, bit. The show is worth, well, okay, billions more than that. Billions. Yeah, for sure. Bob Iger. All right. Um, okay. Wow. So. Last week, guys, we had the launch of a huge new product from Lucasfilm called Star Wars The High Republic. It's God, a... that was last week? Yeah. Because I got high. Because well, I got high. Yes, because I got high. Last week, February 24th. Da, 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 da. Uh, and this is interesting. Formerly known as Project Luminous. So they shifted the name on us. Prepare oh. for luminous speed. <laughs> Well, doesn't Yoda say luminous beings we are, not this crude flesh? Right? Yes. I think that's where he... Yeah? Does he say that? where they pulled yeah. that from. Okay. Uh, but Star Wars The High Republic was previously uh, referred to Project Luminous. Luminous will be set in an era when the Galactic... Uh, sorry. When the Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order are at their zenith 200 years before the events of Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Hmm. We've got some timelining to do here. At their bad electronic height of the 80s television era? What are we talking about here? Because those are some fantastic um, logos back then. This period in the Star Wars timeline will not overlap any of the filmed features or series currently planned for production, giving creators and partners a vast amount of room to tell Star Wars stories with new adventures and original characters. So Project Luminous uh, has been revealed as Star Wars The High Republic. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Greg on that one. I'm going to be singing a lot of <laughs> because I got high. <laughs> kind of uh, have to. Kind of, it's, it's kind of what you do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. I was uh, going to read some Star Wars. It's a quote, but I uh, got high. We are so excited to be opening up such a rich, fertile era for our authors to explore, says Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy. We'll get to see the Jedi in their prime. So this ought to be fun. What do you guys think about this? Yeah, you know what? Hey, Kathleen, I read all those comics. <laughs> They're called The Old Republic. So, yeah, let's see how you do, uh, handle this one. Come on, bring it. The High Republic. <laughs> hey, I hear Steven Spielberg's looking for a new film to direct. So, yeah. well, We're going to get there. We're going to get to that. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't jump ahead too far. Dave's blown his look, water. Look, look, we have this thing coming up, the James Bond movie got... Frickin' hijacked. Yep. 
by Damn. coronavirus. Corona. Come yeah, on. push back to November. Now that that didn't make a lot of sense to me. So it uh, makes no sense. No. Uh, all transparency. So I I work in public health. I think I probably have shared, and we are buried with coronavirus stuff I right now. Don't doubt that at all. There, it's it's insane right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, the you know the Trump's comment a few days ago about oh the warm weather is coming and the the virus it's going to take care of the virus and we'll be down to zero there is something to say about the warm weather and helping knock back viruses but that doesn't it's obviously not going to eradicate anything well didn't he also and, say something about why can't we just use the flu vaccine yes he <laughs> did on, but the, but the virus is mm. likely to come back even stronger in the fall <laughs> so to push the movie to push bond back to november it, it doesn't yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But. It, it, to quote Johnny Cochran, it does not make sense. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in obscure, the, it's an obscure South Park reference. There. Sorry, guys. <laughs> in the Star Wars universe here, uh, Hollywood Reporter reporting that there is a new Star Wars movie in the works with Slate filmmaker. This is, again, HollywoodReporter.com, director J.D. Dillard and Luke Cage writer Matt Owens have been tapped to develop a project, but it's unclear whether it's for a theatrical release or Disney Plus release. I'm guessing Disney Plus. Um, who is uh, Matt Owens? Matt Owens? Know this guy. He wrote Luke Cage. Yeah, the, the TV series, Luke Cage. Okay. You guys like that, sure. right? You Marvel fans? It, you like the Luke Cage series? Yeah, it, it yeah, wasn't good. my favorite, but it was decent. Okay. Yeah. The first season. The first season was fun. I didn't like the second season as much. The yeah. first season I, I enjoyed eh, pretty good, pretty much. Sweet Christmas. You didn't like it. Uh, the second season. Yeah. No, not really. Thought it was thought it was subpar compared to the first one. Hmm. So um, he's best known for writing and directing the sci-fi thriller Slate. And Matt, oh, that's J.D. Dillard, sorry. And then Matt Owens wrote uh, Luke Cage and some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So some Marvel crossover happening there. So decent writer. Okay. So it, it might be it, it might be a Disney Plus thing that they're putting together. The Dillard project is understood to be unrelated to a Star Wars film pitch by Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige. So that's apparently also in the works. And potential work from... Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson. Yeah. So lots of Star Wars happening. Uh, maybe, maybe happening. Maybe. Well, this is Hollywood Reporter, though. This is a this is a valid source. It's not like you know comicbook.com or well, something. No, I I, I agree <laughs> with all due respect. I agree with you me. there. It's certainly not. It's certainly not movie web, which I need to find <laughs> more fake stories from to troll Greg with. <laughs> my past oh. times. But oh. I'm just saying, in terms of Disney kind Killing of laying me. out what is the plan, or Lucasfilm laying out what's the plan going forward, we have a couple of yeah. reserved movie dates for a Star Wars film to come out, but they haven't announced what the actual project is that's attached to any of those dates yet. Right. And that's, for me at least, that's becoming a little concerning because those dates are at the point where you should know what at least one of them is at this point. Yeah. And that's the I think it's the 2022 release. Now, Disney and it, actually you can find this a, a list of the uh, coming releases through 2027. 
and this is at WaltDisneyStudios.com. We'll put this in the show notes for this episode. Uh, we're not, so we're letting our website go for now, but we'll we'll be putting show notes in the uh, in the show notes section for each episode. And there's a link here to WaltDisneyStudios.com, uh, the release schedule. And it's very detailed for 20 and 21, 22 and 23. And then it gets a little bit sketchy for 24 through 27. But uh, it's interesting to read through this list. Um, there is, there are, I'm going to say, without counting this, I'm going to say there's 30, maybe 35 movies uh, slated for release in 2020 from various studios owned by Disney searchlight 20th century Fox Disney. Um, there's quite a few movies in 2020. The first star Wars movie that appears, there's quite a few uh, Marvel films as well. The first star Wars movie that appears is 2022. December 16th, Untitled Star Wars. But before that, there are, in 2022, there are three untitled Marvel releases. February And is there is there at least one titled Marvel release also? Um, yes. In 20, let's see. Yeah, Black Panther 2. I believe 2. Black, Black Panther. Oh, you're right. Yep, good, good pull. Yep. Black Panther 2, that's May 6th. Uh, Isn't there one in October? We've got February 18th, Untitled. May 6th, Black Panther 2. Uh, July 29th, Untitled, Marvel. October 7th, Untitled, Marvel. I'm betting October 7th will be Blade. Ooh. Yeah. God. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's out there with love... Mahershala Ali has already been... Mm-hmm. Thrown out there is going to take over the role from Wesley Snipes. I love the Blade series. Did has anyone God, mentioned awesome. Wesley making an appearance in the film? Has that been brought up yet? Outside of Wesley Snipes, no, I don't think it has been brought up. Okay. And then Untitled Star Wars, December sixteenth, twenty twenty two. And then in twenty twenty three, there are again four Marvel, four additional Marvel films slated for release. Okay, so too many, too many. That's a lot. So let's once let's, a quarter. So wow. we're we're talking four Marvel films released under the Disney name in those two years. A total of eight films. Let's not even count in the Spider-Man films and the Spider-Man yeah. offshoot films, plus the Disney Plus Marvel series that are going to be intertwined with this. I think I made mention of this on the last show. Sorry, you weren't there for this, Dave. But I'm going to say this: there is a great video. Again, it's rumors based off of the speculation and release dates that we will be receiving about an hour's worth of Marvel per week based off of the Disney Plus release schedule for the next two to four years under this movie release schedule. So an at, hour a week? Yeah. So based off of the half hour the and the whatever, 52-minute, what, however long the series are going to be, yeah. off the WandaVision, off, um, oh God, wow. guys, help me out with all this. The Winter the Soldier and, the, and Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, the uh, What If series. What uh, If. Loki what if. is coming out. 
Uh, there was one other one. I, I'm losing it. But on top of those, based on their release schedules and these films, we will be receiving a and seriously an onslaught of Marvel. Like we they're going to make an onslaught series. Also, I'm I'm betting it on. I've got all my money on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I'm very interested to see because again, you don't have the Sony release, and we have the Sony plus they just added an untitled Spider-Man movie that's not an actual Spider-Man film on the Sony schedule. Mm. So we're getting another Spider-Man 3 and a Spider-Man 4 plus untitled films, not including Mobius. Did Is I that going to be uh, that's, that's Venom 2? Mo- Morbius. Mm. Wait. Yeah. Uh, Mobius is not Venom 2, but Mobius and Venom are both going to be Spider-Verse movies. So yes. those will be... Right. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. The other... Their Spider-Man, not Spider-Man movie that's going to be released. Is that a the the theory is that's a Jessica Drew Spider-Woman movie? Oh really? Oh. Ah. Yes. I haven't heard that one yet. You know, also we haven't touched on it, but coming out here um, along with Black Widow, which comes out in May ish, yep. right? May first. May first. Yep. But next month in April, they're finally releasing that New Mutants movie. Yeah. Happy oh, you're bir- right. Happy birthday to two of us. I- that's April third. I will April. believe. Yeah. I will believe that when I see that. They just released another trailer. It is on the schedule to be released, just right. like James Bond was. <laughs> <laughs> April third, twenty twenty. Well, well, they don't have to worry about pushing back fil- filming on this one because it's been done for like three years. So. Yeah. <laughs> We've also Greg, got. Greg, how the... crushed are you that that Bond? You're going to have to wait till November to get your Bond on. Um. Not all that crushed. You, I, I'm, I like James Bond, but I'm not a, I'm not like a fanboy or anything like that. I like James Bond a lot, but I, I'm not, I am not the aficionado of all things Bond. That's, that's not me. I don't know who you were thinking. I know you've been telling people that, but that's not me. <laughs> what? Who have I been telling? Who have <laughs> yeah. I been talking to? Uh, Steve, for one. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch Greg. Doing his uh, Bond aficionado impersonation on the next either or podcast <laughs> coming out next week. Um, Hashtag just saying. Hashtag just saying. Uh, the, you've, don't forget about the Eternals. The Eternals is coming in November as well this year. Oh, that's right. Of this year, yeah, of yeah, this year, November sixth. Yeah. Um, also on the schedule, um, Indy Five. And we got a story about that coming up um, next July. That's July 9th, twenty twenty one. We got Thor and uh, Love and Thunder. Yep, Thor, Love and Thunder, which looks fun. Um, November fifth, or sounds fun, I should say. We haven't seen anything from it yet. It's going to be fun. Taika Waititi, the master, coming yeah. back. Yes. Don't forget about Hamilton, you musical lovers. Hamilton, a uh, live action movie, being released October fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Don't even know what that is. Stage you know, play. it has Alexander it has Hamilton. nothing to do with yeah. It has nothing to do with Star Wars, but I will say that is just a genius move on Lin- Lin-Manuel Miranda because when they yeah. still had the original cast together uh, of the New York production of Hamilton that was running at the Rogers Theater, they filmed a production of it. You know, when I, I don't believe there's an audience that's out there, but they filmed an entire performance mm. and they used snippets of it. There was a PBS special on Hamilton and they used snippets of it just to highlight, you know, a section here and a section there and playing, you know, 15 second clips at a time. And watching that, you realize that they must have filmed the whole performance. And he held on to that footage for like four years now. And he sold it to Disney for $75 million. Wow. And that's what they're going to be releasing is that is that 
footage that they filmed at the time the movie was released, probably five years ago. Recorded on and somebody's iPhone gonna, SE or something. something. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That's amazing. Also, I Lynn Manuel, who's literally like Scrooge McDuck at this point and just throws money into the furnace to keep warm. Exactly. Yep. Also have to say, uh, I have to do a call out for uh, Harrison Ford. The Call of the Wild uh, is in theaters now. And really funny meme that was making the rounds this week, funny to me, was uh, it's when you realize that you haven't been traveling around the galaxy with a Wookiee, and oh. it's just him and the dog the sitting sh- on yeah, a when the Yeah, when, uh, when the shrooms wear off and you realize, oh, I'm not a space smuggler. Oh, that's, so good. <laughs> that's so fantastic. Oh, man, where is that going? Did anybody, oh, did anybody besides me go to see the uh, Harley Quinn movie? No. Is it out? No. Yeah, it's been out yeah. for a while. Yeah. It's been out for a couple of weeks. It's, it's about it's about to be out of theaters, judging yeah, by the box office total. You, you don't have much time to go see it, yeah. and I only went to go see it because uh, my youngest child wanted to go see it. So so we went together, and uh, well, it's 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 better than Suicide Squad. Can I say that? Is is wow. that a positive thing to say? <laughs> well, you mean are you Academy saying that, that is better than Academy Award winning Suicide Squad? <laughs> yes, I am saying that the Harley Quinn movie is better than the Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Yes, fuck me right oh, in the man. eye, Jesus Christ! Wait, wow. so Suicide Squad is Academy Award winning, and Rise of Skywalker is not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty much nailed yeah. it. Also, last I just want to mention on this list for you Blue Cats fans. Uh oh, here we go. Avatar making a huge comeback in the Disney uh, universe. Let's see, it's uh, December seventeenth, twenty twenty one, and for Avatar two, then you've got Avatar three, December twenty second, twenty twenty three, Avatar four in twenty twenty five, and Avatar five. When do when do we get six and seven? In twenty twenty seven. Don't have that release six schedule. and seven are not on the schedule yet. There, okay. Scott. No, yeah, A- Avatar Five: The Quest for More Money. Like seriously, <laughs> seriously. And I, I'm just gonna jump in here real quick while we're talking about blue cats. Yes. Yeah. In my adventures through New Zealand, I did get the chance to stop by Weta Workshop, where they oh. did all of the Ooh. special effects for make, the Lord of the Rings cats? films. Oh, fun. And they also. Uh, at a digital where they did the uh, special effects for Avatar. Oh, that's cool. Are are you going to tell us some? Um, did you see any work in process, Nico? I can neither confirm or deny anything. <laughs> Wise, <laughs> nice. Don't blow that M- that uh, NDA. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but everything I saw there was super fucking cool that is that is awesome i gotta give him a lot of props you're on your honeymoon and you go to weta seriously that that is amazing yeah we and and she actually surprised me with that trip uh we also did a full tour of hobbiton while we were here (sighs) yeah that looked really cool um and just earlier today i hiked up to mountain doom oh uh, mount did you throw in throw in the one ring though? Did you throw the one ring into the <laughs> into the fire? You're actually not allowed to hike to the top of it because it's a sacred Maori land. So oh. as a not Maori person, I'm not allowed to go up to oh. the top of the mountain. And so, there's like twenty five thousand rings. It's actually an active 
it's an active volcano. <laughs> Tell me you, you hiked all the way up there and you threw your actual wedding ring in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one ring. We're the off one. to a good start, no, honey. But, um, we got a lot of really, really cool pictures. Um, when Sweet. we get back home and, and compile everything, I'll, uh, I'll put them in a OneDrive and let you guys all see them and oh, maybe we can nice. take them out to put on the Facebook or something. But cool, we got man. some really cool Lord of the Rings kind of pictures and stuff while we're out there. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. your pictures in the Shire looked really, really cool. That was such a fucking cool experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was drinking beer in the Green Dragon. Oh, oh, that's awesome (laughs) yeah Yeah, all guys we we talked a little bit about indie uh it's worth mentioning that uh, while harrison ford will be reprising his role as professor jones uh steven spielberg will not be reprising his role as the director of the movie uh he will not be directing indie 5 james mangold is in talks to replace spielberg um, which is notable because James Mangold was also rumored to be related or to be connected to the Mandalorian, which has turned out to be false. He's, Mangold is now denying that rumor. Uh, but James Mangold uh, may be taking over for uh, Steven Spielberg. Of, of course, uh, Mangold directed Ford versus Ferrari, which is a really good movie. Fantastic film. Liked that movie a lot last year, so yeah. um, not a bad choice. He also made, he, he also made Logan. The best X Men movie that's out there. Logan is fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's that's hard to even argue with Gray because I really loved Logan, but mm-hmm. there are other good X Men films, uh, usually centric around Wolverine though. So mm-hmm. like X Two, mm-hmm. uh, but Logan, man, that film is just spot on great. I yeah. love X Men and X Two both. I, I like mm-hmm. a lot. I don't like yeah. many. Well, I think First Class was good. I like yeah. First, First Class, Class is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but X-Men and X-Men 2 is a strong out of the gate, yep. you know, yeah. two good, two good Marvel superhero movies. Um, but as when you're just looking at X-Men films, I, Logan's probably my favorite, even though it ends poorly. Yeah. yeah. Can we just, can we just pause for a minute though, to talk about how being a film director at Lucasfilm is like being the drummer from Spinal Tap at this point? <laughs> yeah. You were just, <laughs> yeah. You ain't kidding. You're going to spontaneously just... combust it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Let's see, he's. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. I I don't see any rationale behind the move here. Um, so so Spielberg is leaving the indie franchise so he can complete a remake of West Side Story. Is that right? The West Side Story remake I think comes out this this year. Oh, so it's already done. He's it's just done. Post production. Yeah. Strange. I think choice. I could be wrong. No, it's not a Disney right. film, so it's not going to be on your sheet. Yeah. No, it is actually. It's 20th Century Fox, and it's due out yeah. on December 18th, 2020. I I have a feeling Spielberg's starting to kind of like chill out a little bit with it, mm. like with directing. I think at, at a point in his life and career, he's just like, yeah, whatever comes along. And I think indie is just something. I I. I think with the feedback, the negative feedback that a lot of people gave him, a lot of shit about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Rightfully so, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Not not a great movie. Sorry. Not a great film. Yep. There are moments that feel indie, and there are moments that definitely don't. And, yeah, I know, indie battling Nazis again. It's, it's the same old, same old. But no. I don't know. 
I, I, I mean, does he really have to do anything at this point? I mean, George only directed how many films? He's maintained creative control is what this article is saying, that yeah. uh, Spielberg is still creatively involved, but, uh, but not directly involved with handling the franchise. Hey, maybe they'll surprise us and James will drop out at last minute hmm. and George will jump in. Or maybe James will drop out last minute and JJ will jump in. Uh, is that is that going to be his mo from now on? That was a, oh. that was a great reaction. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, wow. I gotta I gotta isolate that one. Well, we know we that's good. We know how he ends franchises, so yeah. let's just yeah. stop there. Uh, meanwhile, The Mandalorian is making news. Disney's hot product, The Mandalorian Season 2. People are already talking about it. Nobody can wait for it. I can't wait for it. It's coming out in the fall, October. And uh, actor Giancarlo Esposito, who is Moff Gideon, uh, is uh, talking about massive, sorry, major, major, epic, epic lightsaber action in Season 2. He says, uh, quote, the prop guys are wondering about me because I was in a bit of a commotion and a bit of a struggle with someone else. He's talking about filming season two, which I'm hoping you will enjoy when you see it. Major, major, epic, epic lightsaber action happening on this show. And I should mention that I'm I'm the only character in this first season who was able to be honored with having that lightsaber. It feels so wonderful. Um, someone asked him, uh, I guess the whoever's wrote this article. Who is this? I'm going to give credit where credit is due here. Joey Power. Joey Power of uh, GeekTyrant.com. He says, um, he asked him if Baby Yoda is going to have a lightsaber. Dumb question. But Probably a bit premature. A bit premature. He said, he said it ain't going to happen. Anything is possible. You keep watching because although the baby has some incredible power without having to wield the lightsaber, I think the baby is so curious about what this is. Hmm. So, um, yeah, keep watching Mandalorian season two coming in October. So Can't that's, wait. That's Cannot wait. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Has anybody has anybody watched the Clone Wars season seven on Disney Plus? Anybody? Yes. I have. Yes. I'm keeping up with it. I've seen uh, the first as as we record the show. There's been two episodes and I've seen both of them and I like it. I haven't seen the second one, but the first one actually was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a good time. Watching that visually, it is quite stunning. It's it's really great. Yeah, animation. Did, did you have to bone up on the older episodes to get caught up to where you were, or were you perfectly fine stepping in, not having watched the Clone Wars probably in five years? I was fine. He fine. Said, yeah. He said bone. I did. <laughs> Again, uh, I I have not watched any of the. Well, I no, I did. I watched like four episodes, and and it, it damn near killed me. Um. Hmm. You know, so the first I, season I, is not that good. Great. Yes. Let, me, let me let me just say, yeah, Dave's right. Skip the entire first season. You should go back and see some episodes, but skip it and start with season two, <clears throat> and and really give it a chance. I think I want I, to. I want to. There but... are fantastic, and that that list of uh, like the the the, the top t- the top twenty. Yeah, the necessary episodes yeah. to really watch. Definitely. Although do that. there's some that I think are necessary that aren't on that list, but it's a good start. Yeah, for sure. I think it, that's what it's... I need to do, and I think I need to dig, dig into that top twenty list and just go from there. Yeah, yeah it's really. worth putting up with the crap that's there to get through Ahsoka 
as a character yeah, and just yep. seeing her character arc and her storyline because sure. that is that is fantastic stuff. All right, guys, we talk about going to Disneyland because it is 20 minutes from our house. And I got to I just have to throw this in here. It's a little bit of a throwaway story, but I got to mention it. The MainStreetMouse.com reporting that Disneyland guests unlocked a secret Chewbacca mode on the Millennium Falcon ride. (laughs) There's a pattern that you do with the controls and you got to have six people in the room in the cockpit of the Falcon. You hit the right sequence of buttons and it turns on Chewbacca mode. I guess Chewbacca growls, and he's there with you flying the whole time, and he gets mad. Did you see the video? Yes, I saw the it's video. It's so fantastic. It looks pretty fun. So we, we, if when and if and when we all get there together, we have to try to unlock Chewbacca but, mode. But you need, I, I think you need six people. Yeah, you need every seat filled. Yeah. Yeah, all, all, every seat in the cockpit there. Um, unlike the the actual, the real millennial, millennium, see, I, I'm always going to screw that up. <laughs> millennium <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Here, what's this? Not that one. Yeah. The Millennium Falcon. You call it? Yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's, in which has four seats. In the ride, there's actually six seats in that cockpit. That's correct. Yeah. Lies. Mm-hmm. I I watched the the original video, and the first time they don't get it, so they go back onto the ride. Um, they try again, and it's phenomenal and they lose it because they f- they figure out how to do it and they, chewbacca comes on oh it's and great and yeah, because it's, really it's cool. chewy who's so frustrated with you for flying it like an idiot <laughs> and he's just yelling and growling and it's just perfect that's great all right guys a couple couple of stories to wrap this up here uh both related to things that you can spend your money on so one is you know those starbucks mugs that you can buy they're called the ben there series like oh, you yeah. go to a city and you could, let's say you go to, I don't know, Wichita, Kansas, and you go to a Starbucks and you can buy a Starbucks mug that's branded with Wichita and it's got the Wichita skyline. And yeah. you know, we, we've done some traveling and we collect these Star Wars, these, sorry, these Starbucks mugs. So they're coming out with a Ben There series, Starbucks is, only it's the Star Wars planets. Nice. So that sounds fun. I want a Hoth mug. I definitely yeah. wanted the Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. I want how much? Box. How much do I have to pay for it? Because the standard yeah. ones are like fifteen ninety nine or something. So it's like, right. I don't know if these Expe- will be more ex- expensive for a mug, but it's not two thousand dollars to stay in a windowless hotel. So I would probably be more inclined <laughs> to do this. Maybe you get a free mug if you st- now. There's nothing free. What am I joking? <laughs> yeah. If you stay at the. Uh, what's oh what's the name of the hotel in Florida? That's the like it's like yeah. you're on a you're staying on a starship. Yeah, the windowless hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> LED, yeah. LED panels for windows. Uh, so that's that's the that's the most affordable of, of the two stories I have to, to oh. share, guys. Oh, no. Uh, the second one is they oh. have uh, Best Buy on BestBuy.com. You can pre-order Star Wars The Skywalker Saga 4K uh. Ultra HD Blu-ray set. So this is all mm. nine movies. Hold on, hold on. Breaking news, guys. Dave is in line right now <laughs> for this. It's uh, it it comes with uh, I I counted the discs. It must be three discs per movie because there's 27 discs. Oh my yep. god. Yep. Layout comes in a very beautiful uh, box with the Death Star on the cover. Looks like it comes with a some sort of a, a picture book. Uh, and a letter looks like it might be signed by Kathy or George. I don't know, one of the two. Uh, all nine movies in, on Blu-ray in one box, two forty-nine 
250 bucks gets you all the movies on Blu-ray. Scott, are you running out to buy this the day it comes? Are you going to pre-order your copy right now? Please, I'm going to put this out there. Do not do Scott Watch 2020. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to buy this. I'm sorry. Now, I am curious wait, though wait. to ask there there is a video version of the Star Wars movies that you are not going to purchase? That is correct. Yeah. I do not own the original trilogy on Blu-ray. Okay, really? Neither do I. Neither do I. I do not. I have uh, DVDs. I don't have Blu-ray. And your stream? You own the, the uh, streaming version? Yes, I have. I have. Well, uh, I I have not purchased streaming stream the streaming copies, the yeah. digital copies of the okay. original trilogy, and I won't now that they're on Disney Plus. That's right. Gotcha. Same okay. here. Now, Dave, clunky. I'm curious to know, <laughs> Dave. Is this something that you've got your eye on? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Dave, now Dave Dave is a bit of a collector. Dave's got some DVDs in his and and Blu-ray in his collection. So yeah, uh, it's a beautiful tell, it's a beautiful tell, set. Don't tell Christine. All right. Uh, so you can pre-order it now. Release date is March thirty-first, twenty twenty. Oh, this month, weeks oh, away. By the way, oh, this might this oh I should ask Nico. Nico, is this on your list? For purchase when you get back from New Zealand. No. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it did not. It did not make your wedding registry. No, my wedding registry consisted of uh, cash, personal checks, cashier checks, <laughs> cash, Venmo, and, and Star um, Wars DVDs. Cash, There's a pattern. Here. There's a pattern here. Yeah. Uh, Nico, Venmo what if? Venmo deposits, PayPal deposits. <laughs> Bitcoin. I actually, I actually left part of it out. There's one other element to this. Uh oh. It includes the digital copy. Nico, does that put you over the top? Woo. Yeah. Uh, no, because the digital copy is the only copy I need. All right. Yeah. There what the fuck am I gonna do with the disc besides right. throw it at the neighbor's cat when they come piss on my herbs? <laughs> wow. Jeez, aggressive with the. I love it. Man, poor kitties. Get attacked. Somebody's been hanging out at Mount Doom. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're just gonna have to wait to get together with Dave and. That's fine. Play with, with his box. You know what? When it hits the bargain <laughs> bin and I'm paying yeah. seventy dollars, maybe, maybe. That's gonna be a while though. Yeah, we'll see. wait a little while. We'll see. All right. Um, guys, I hate to break it to you, but it's that time of the show. Yes. Your oh, favorite. No. Are we doing this again? Of course oh. we are. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yahoo! Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, um, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Everyone's favorite Woo-hoo! segment... This one's brought to you by Timeless Pints. And like, were they actually, I probably should take that back. They might not want to sponsor this part of the show. Um, should this, we do the tweet of the week, guys? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. This week's tweet of the week comes from whenever, I, whenever I'm stuck, I'm like looking for a tweet of the week that's halfway entertaining. I just turn to the master himself, Mark Hamill. Oh, there we go. Mark Hamill. Can never, never lets us down. A couple weeks ago, you may remember, uh, U.S. Attorney General William Barr 
And uh, he was, well, he was helping the president. Um, what? Break the law. He was helping the president. Um, Break the law. With uh, um, pardons. The president was pardoning a lot of criminals. People. <laughs> and um, there was like this flood of pardons that were coming out of the Trump White House. And uh, in the midst of that, Mark Hamill tweeted, Oh, and I should I should set this up also with Trump saying that called himself the chief law enforcement officer of the country. Remember <laughs> that? Lightning. Trump right. called himself yes the chief law enforcement officer of the country. Of course he did. And so Mark Hamill tweets. You would, you would think the attorney general would take umbrage with that, but no. But, but no, he was fine with it. Uh, this is February also 19th. Corrupt. Mark Hamill tweets, hey, quote, chief law enforcement officer of the country. <laughs> Pardon this. And he posted a picture of the Star Wars holiday special poster. <laughs> so got to admire the self-deprecating humor that the universe's gift to the Internet, Mark Hamill. He really is. Bestowed upon us. Thank you, Mr. Hamill. You know, I read somewhere recently, and I don't know if I'd heard this before or just forgot it, but they had asked Mark Hamill to also sing a song in the holiday special. I don't know if you guys had heard that. And he, he flat out refused, realizing uh, that was a horrible idea from the beginning. But we could have had a Mark Hamill song in the Star Wars holiday special, guys. Oh, my God. We could have had a Mark Hamill-Carrie Fisher duet. I would love to hear Mark <laughs> Hamill sing Carrie's song, so life day song. I, that would be a great thing. Also, that would bring the house down at celebration. I know we got a million things to get to the end, but I'm gonna say this: showing the holiday special to my son for the first time. Mm. Mark Hamill comes on screen. I know we've all seen him. <laughs> my son looks at me and says, yeah. "Who is that girl?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah you know what? Fair. That's fair. Yeah, he really. Had, he was wearing some makeup. There is some serious, yeah. not Luke Skywalker makeup going on there. He it's had a, the greatest shade of blue eyeshadow, though. He really did. It's, really a, did. it's a bizarre moment. Yeah, he left over from Corvette summer. All right, this whole last hour and a half has been one big bizarre moment. So let's get the <laughs> hell out of here." Nico Rodriguez stepping yeah. up from halfway so, around the globe and joining the show, you know, man. You know what's a mindfuck about this? <laughs> is my plane is going to leave from Auckland at 10.30 p.m. on Thursday, March 5th. And then I'm going to land in L.A. at 2 p.m. On Thursday, March 5th. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Gotta get back in time. <laughs> yeah, I travel back in time eight hours on a 12 and a half hour flight. That well, nice. my brain still doesn't understand. Marty, I hope you hit 88 miles per hour on that runway because. <laughs> oh, wow. Just make sure you have some spare plutonium for the trip back because if you don't. You can't just pick it up at the corner of 7-Eleven. Exactly. I can just put banana peels and soda cans in there. <laughs> you know, if you've See, ever... kids wanted something to be done about your kids. Listen to the show and your brain just didn't understand. <laughs> um, give us a call on the Wretched Hive hotline and we'll try to explain it to you. That's 
4483, which is interesting because we don't answer that phone, so you're not going to get an explanation. But that's uh, 562455 Hive. That's H I V E in case you can't spell Hive. You got damn right. right. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. Find us on Instagram at the Wretched Hive 77. On Twitter at Wretched Hive Pod. Leave a review of the show, please. We're kind of stuck at 14 or 15. We could use some more reviews. Uh, that would help us a lot. Damn right. Guys, episode 108 is in the books. Final thoughts. Tell us more about Mountain Dew, Miko. Hmm. It was cold and less impending doom filled than I thought it would be but it was beautiful it was awesome I would think, I would think Mount Doom would be a bit warmer it's a lot like that. episode 108 yeah. guys have a great couple of weeks we love you thanks for listening and may the force be with us all yay <laughs> <laughs>